Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Dangerous Misinformation. Join us today as we will be touching on very pressing topics such as not paying taxes, moving to the United States as a child, Old Dad's the Movie, and much, much, much more fun for the entire family. Stick around to the end. Appreciate you being here, and welcome to Dangerous Misinformation. Oh boy, we got ourselves a doozy. Welcome, welcome to Dangerous Misinformation, the number one source on the entire interwebs for dangerous misinformation. I am your host. My parents called me Rodney Smith the day that I was born, and I'm here to take you through this very special, very rare journey through the dangerous depths of misinformation that the lizard people are going to try to shut down at any chance they get, and just for being here, you might get a SWAT team busting through your door or a British law enforcement officer coming to shut you down because we are spewing this uh, hateful rhetoric. But not really, dude. We're just having fun, lighthearted fun. I uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, please be sure to leave a rating. Please be sure to subscribe. Please be sure to do all the things that everybody else asks you to do that really helps us out, but... If we're the ones creating things for you to sit there and zone out for a little bit, whether it's in your car, whether it's at your work, whether it's laying on your bed, whether whatever it is, um, whatever void that this might be filling in your life, I'm honored to be doing so, but let's make this a two-way street. Tell somebody about the podcast. Let's make it grow because that'll just make infuse more energy and infusing more energy is always the feedback loop of love and passion and all that's good. Let's dive into it, bro. Where the fuck is all the tax money going? I mean, as you can tell from this beautiful sweatshirt, which you can buy at lordpetty.com or in the link in my bio or in the description or anywhere else, I don't pay taxes and it's for a good reason because... Where the fuck are the? If we are funding two simultaneous wars at the same time, that means we are being taxed way too much. Have you ever looked at what the money spends, uh, what the government spends money on? Pakistani gender studies and shit like that. If they can afford two wars that do not concern us, where shooting one missile off an F-15 costs thirty grand, then they are taxing us way too much. That's just common sense. Like oh. I mean, maybe maybe if we had medical care, right? Maybe if we had uh, medical care for American-born citizens, we wouldn't be able to fund two wars. Do we just have too much money? Does America have fuck you money? And does money even matter at that point? If you can print money, does money matter anything to you? No. So why do they need to tax us? It makes no sense. It makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, dude, how the fuck are we funding two wars? <laughs> really think about that. Really think about how much they must be taxing you to fund two wars. And you get these kids, right? You get these college liberal kids that say, not even college liberal kids, some of these people are full-on adults that go, oh, we need to tax the billionaires. Because in their mind, they think when the billionaires are getting taxed that that money is going to go to them. And I don't give a shit if you go and tax the billionaires. I don't care about billionaires. Billionaires run corporations. I hate corporations. But the one thing about billionaires is when they have their money, when they spend their money, they'll go out and buy a yacht. And what does that do? That puts the money into the economy and the people building the yacht have jobs and then the yacht company's stock goes up and the people that... So the money circulates, okay? I'm not this fucking Reagan era, trickle-down economics type guy, but there is a level of common sense to where 
if the billionaires spend their money, the money goes into rotation because billionaires will start companies and buy dumb shit or uh, affect the stock market, right? When the government takes all their money, they're just going to go buy a fucking bomb or buy gender studies programs in Pakistan. So when you're sitting there going, oh, tax the billionaires because you think it's going to buy you health insurance, eh, wrong, idiot. Ah, oh, dude, the educational system is so fucked. What are they? What are they teaching these kids? And if you really think about it, like I have a lot of respect for teachers and you know, professional jobs like that because I wouldn't want to deal with a bunch of kids all the time. But most of the time, the career path is you are shot out of the posse, and then you uh, go to elementary school, then you go to high school, then you go to college, then you go for maybe your master's or not, then you go and get an internship, and then you go and uh, teach at a school. So you've been in school your whole life. You don't know anything but the inside of schools. And now the next batch of kids comes in and you're teaching them about, uh, you know, how evil the world is. The world ain't, the, the world ain't even that evil. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is. Who gives a fuck? Nothing matters. <laughs> is, that the right, uh, is that the right attitude? Dude, when I moved to the United States in seventh grade, I had to struggle. I did not know how to read or write English, and these were different times because at the time, they didn't even have drag queens to read to us. I had to learn myself. I started school. Now these kids just get pampered. These kids get pampered in school. They say, oh, your feelings matter. Like I said, I couldn't even read. I couldn't write. I just got thrown into the public school system. Like, oh, hello. I am the weird Deutsch kid. Where are the transvestites to read to me because I cannot read? I remember I turned in a piece of paper, right? You know what the piece of paper looks like this, right? I remember I didn't even, because in Germany, we would just write on like little, little whiteboards, right? Because we're more advanced. We don't use this, uh, you, you silly Americans on your, I can't even do a German accent. I remember I turned in a piece of paper upside down, right? I turned in a piece of paper upside down and then the teacher took it in front of the class and showed everybody. And everybody made fun of me. And I remember in seventh grade, all I wanted to do is I just wanted to fit in. I didn't want any attention on me. I just want, cause I didn't know anything and I felt stupid and shout out to my dad for just putting me in public school when I couldn't read, speak, or write the native language. Right. And then, uh, grounding me when I would get bad grades. One time he, <laughs> you ever just think back on the fucked up moments of your childhood? Uh, yeah. One time. So he just stuck me in public school, right? He just stuck me in public school where I couldn't read or write. Now all of a sudden I'm taking all these classes and uh, you know, middle school gets progressively harder than elementary school. So I don't go to any elementary school in the United States. I come here, jump right into middle school, can't read or write. And of course I'm pulling a couple D's because I don't know what the fuck is going on, right? And then my dad made me sleep in the laundry. <laughs> He made me sleep in the laundry room. He's like, if you're going to act like a bum, you're going to learn what it's like to be a bum. And I was like, oh, sir, daddy, can I go to the Bahnhof and have a little chocolate milk, please? Und ein Sauerkraut Sandwich? He was like, nope, you're an American now. And uh, yeah, that's why I think that's why I'm very sensitive about people bitching about America, because I think about the just absolute hell that I had to go through to be here. Just the absolute just fucking culture shock, hell and difficulty with learning. And I wish I would have had one more year in public school because I felt by my senior year, I felt like I was finally like I had to work at double speed as the other kids. 
And I felt like I was finally like academically and athletically caught up to my classmates and then school was just over. And then I was supposed to go to college. And then that was another thing where uh, I was supposed to go to Idaho, which was a state away. And then uh, I was like, well, I don't really know how this works. I have no idea. And then I just ended up not going, um, which you would think my parents would have been like, hey, fuck face. You got into college. You got it paid for. Just go. We'll drive you over there. But nobody offered to drive me there. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to blame my parents for all my problems because that is what millennials do. That is the thing to do. Instead of take responsibility on ourselves, uh, we blame our parents. So when you're bitching about the drag queens reading to the little kids, just remember back in the day, back circa 2004, no, 2000. Wow, 2002. Yeah, it was 2002. A little German boy came to the United States and uh, he couldn't read or write and there were no transvestites at the school to teach him. He had to learn from regular teachers who didn't give a fuck. They just wanted to go to school, do their job, clock their public school eight hours, and then go home. And can I fault them? Not at all. I wouldn't have given a shit. But I remember I, remember I had this one teacher and bless her heart because she meant well. Her name was Miss Cuevas. And uh, she would always call, we had this, you know, I had six periods, six classes, if I remember right. And then third and fourth were with the same teacher, but two different classes, like language arts and Washington state history or some shit, maybe. I can't remember. But it was two classes. So that was kind of like our homeroom class, right? And that was the class where we all really knew each other. And she would just call on me just out of the blue. She'd be like, oh, Rodney, in Germany, do they do? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And then I remember we had to do a project. We had to do a project about our heritage. And then the last fucking thing I wanted to do was talk about goddamn Germany. So I said that I was Danish. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's like, what? You aren't going to talk about being German? No, I'm tired of talking about being German. I just want to fit in. I just want to be a normal kid. I just want to be a normal American kid. I don't want anybody asking me about what makes me different. I'm tired of people calling me skinny. I'm tired of getting made fun of for being pasty. I'm tired of getting my ass kicked on the bus by these two guys named John who were smoking weed in eighth grade on the bus. Uh, dude. I remember one, the first time I ever smoked weed, I hung out with the two Johns. And one of them lived right across the street from me. And I became very like... Growing up in Germany, I was a very social kid and I had a ton of friends and I was just always outside. I was never at home. So I wasn't like a weird, unsocialized kid. But when I came to the States, like I said, it was a whole different world. Like I was used to just walking out my front door and taking a city bus in, into town and hanging out with my friends and doing shit like that. But then when I moved to the States, it was like stepping back two years maturity wise, right? And I just kind of became very, I didn't know how to fit into that. So I became kind of awkward and kind of weird and kind of antisocial. And I didn't have any friends for like the first two years I lived here. And um, well, it must've been, yeah. So then when I got into ninth grade, I saw, uh, you know, the two Johns and it was 420 and I never smoked weed before. <laughs> and so one of the Johns, Lived right across from me. So I get off at the bus. We all we got off at the same bus stop. Okay, you want to come smoke for 420? And I was like, uh, sure. I don't know what that means, but let's do it. Because I was interested. I've never been fucked up on anything before. So we go to John's house, right? And they pull out a bong. And we smoke this bong. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm fumbling through it, right? And uh, 
the next thing I know, I'm I'm kind of fucking I'm kind of baked. I wasn't one of those people where it's like, oh, the first time I smoked, I wasn't high. No, I was fucking high, dude. And then uh, both of them, both of them start talking at the same time, and I just remember finding that absolutely hilarious because I was so like awkward. <laughs> All of a sudden, I go from going home and just playing Madden by myself for hours until my dad gets home and finally wants like five minutes with me until he gets drunk and watches football. Uh, and so both of them are talking to me and I just fucking start dying laughing. And then they're just looking at each other like, uh, and so they thought I was weird. And then like three minutes later, as I'm just in a fucking trying to keep it together, John's fucking dad walks in. His dad walks through the front door and my heart like falls through my butthole. Okay. I get so scared. I'm like, Oh my God, my life is over. When my dad finds out that I'm doing drugs, I'm fucked. And then dude's dad walks in and he goes, where's the weed at? Happy 420. And we're like in ninth grade, ninth and 10th grade. I was like, okie dokie. And that's when I got really uncomfortable. And then I walked home. And then uh, I don't really remember being home. I don't remember being home, but uh, I was definitely high as shit. But anyways, dude, I watched a, uh, I watched the new Bill Burr movie the other night called, speaking of dads, called Old Dads. And I thought it was a really good movie. The movie's just kind of about Bill Burr, because I guess he had a kid at like 50. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of real life influence about it, right? But it's just about these three older dudes in their 40s and 50s. Uh, dealing with raising young kids in Los Angeles with all the like PC woke shit, okay? And so when I do my little research, uh, you know, looking for topics, what's trending, what's hot in the world, yada, 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 I stumble across this article, okay? I stumble across an article by a, what is her name? Let's go back. I should have queued this up. Very unprofessional uh, deal with... What's her name? Uh, Okay, the screenshot, I forgot to get her name. Doesn't matter. Some dumb bitch, okay? Some Some dumb bitch. So she wrote this article about the movie, which is literally called Old Dads. She says, great, another pop culture piece focusing on men, I thought, when it's the women doing all the hard work. I wasn't excited to watch a film focusing on three older dads played by Burr, Bobby Cannaval, and Bokeem Woodbean, who clash with the younger parents in an overly politically correct West Coast private school. The film was a Burr, quote, get off my lawn type of comedy purportedly about Gen Xers who take the absurdities of progressive young generation and their parenting to the workplace. Instead, it felt more like a boomer screed and it also felt like a lost opportunity. Could okay, and this is why I'm <laughs> this is why I'm telling you this. She said, and it also felt like a lost opportunity. Couldn't a film about old dads also have included some older moms? There's an old Bill Burr clip. Okay, there's an old Bill Burr clip where somebody asks him. A female, a female asks him, are, are, are women funny? Should women be uh, in comedy or whatever? And he snaps at her and he's like, 
Just go fucking do it. Go make your own movie. If you don't like this movie, go make your own movie. So then 10 years later, when I stumbled across this fucking, <laughs> this fucking article, that's exactly what I thought of. I, I, would, I would pay money to see his reaction to this article. Couldn't a film about old dads also include? What if there was a movie called Old Moms? For one, they'd be fucking offended that the movie was even called Old Moms. And then two, no guy in his right mind be like, oh, but where are the dads? Who gives a fuck? Look, being an older dad is not a new story. Men have been doing it since the dawn of time. The biblical Abraham was 100 years old when he had Isaac. More recently, Robert De Niro was 79 when he announced the birth of his seventh child. Al Pacino was 83 when he had his fourth talk about the godfather like so fucking what the dude's making a movie about his experience go make a movie about old moms then our culture is long overdue for some real talk storytelling about older moms because we're the true so just because bill burr and his homies made a movie about old dads like I, dude like fuck off we older moms are the only demographic increasing fertility from 1990 to 2019. The number of women ages 40 to 44 given birth more than doubled, and women 35 to 39 saw a 67% increase, according to the United States, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Shut up, dude. Shut up. This is why nobody wants to work with chicks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are fucking miserable creatures. I love you to death, but like, oh my God. It's like once you reach, I think it's like once once they reach a certain age and people don't want to bang them anymore, it's like they lack that certain level of attention. The amount of mental illness that is going to exist when this current generation gets old and they aren't just getting flooded with hundreds of messages every day and nobody wants to fuck them. The amount of Karens that are going to be roaming the streets when I'm like 45 is terrifying. Because there's going to be all these women who, like, before, you know, you get, like, the, the boomer housewives that never had to work or anything. So they never, ever actually, they were never socialized or never had any, like, real-world skills because their husbands took care of them. This next batch of fucking Karens, when I'm old, they're all just going to be chicks that got way too much attention online that wanted to live out their fucking fun 20s for way too long. And, uh, yeah. Um, anyways. Let's wrap it up, dude. Happy, happy, uh, what day is it? Tomorrow's going to be hump day. No, tomorrow's going to be uh, Thursday. So you're making it. You're trucking through the week. You're trucking through the week. We're all proud of you. Your ancestors are saluting you. I'm saluting you. Please be sure to leave a rating. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was Dangerous Misinformation. I appreciate you being here. Please be sure to tell somebody. Go check out my book, The Petty Principles, available on Amazon. And uh, y'all take care of yourselves. And I'll see you tomorrow. Yay! Deuces. <laughs>